Welcome to Build. This is Maggie. Every once in a while, I learn something or I hear something that I've heard before just in a new way that helps whatever that lesson was in the first place finally click. And I've got a couple that I wanted to share today all about communicating ideas effectively. So much of the product role is influencing others and communicating and persuading people that a certain course of action is the right one. So I'm constantly on the lookout for how I can get my points across more effectively. I've also seen so many PMs, and definitely back when I started, this was the case for me, have really great insights only to have that message get lost or get muddled when they're trying to sell those ideas to their teams, to other PMs, maybe upwards to their leadership teams, especially if they have some skeptical and opinionated people who are listening. Luckily, this is something that I think we can work on and get better at with practice, especially if we're open to learning from different functions and different people. There's lots of different ways we could approach this type of topic. So the users of the product that I work on are primarily in sales and marketing, both of which I think are teams that are excellent at being persuasive. Marketers, of course, with telling stories and salespeople because that's the whole job. And over the past couple of weeks, there have been a couple of lessons that came up a couple of times each. That's always a signal to me that there's something to learn. So I wanted to, of course, share them here. And since, as we know, I'm an ex-consultant with an MBA, there are obviously exactly three things that I've learned from sales that I wanted to share. And those things are the power of silence, use their own words, and always follow up. So on silence, there's so much in the sales community about silence, specifically once you finally drop the price, this is something I heard the other day, into a conversation. Apparently, for their sales rep, you're supposed to wait and sit in that silence, and the goal is to have the prospect speak first. And what I think is interesting about this idea isn't really the power dynamic of dropping a price and waiting. Instead, my read on this and the thing that it reminded me of is that really the rep when they're doing that is confident in the price. And more importantly, they're confident in the value of what they're selling. So they're happy to let it sit out there in the open, confident that it's the right ask for the person that they're talking to. So of course, I'm not in sales. So if you're also in a different type of situation, this principle, I think definitely still applies. My guess is that every presentation that you have has some kind of insight, an idea, a suggested course of action, or decision that you're trying to make. And if you think about the last time that you had one of those moments, did it take you a long time to kind of wind your way around to the thing you wanted to ask for? And once you made that big point or outlined your question, did you immediately start to add caveats or questions or excuses? Did you back down and back away from what you had asked for? Or did you make your ask with confidence, knowing that it's the right thing, knowing that you put the work in to validate the request? Chances are, if you weren't able to let your decision just sort of sit and stand for itself, you probably weren't as confident in it as you could have been. And I think actually the same thing applies to giving feedback or responding in a meeting. So do you find when, an example of what to look for is if you find yourself when you're asked for feedback, just immediately needing to say something or just feeling like you have to respond, or are you able to take the time to think? I think there can be a lot of power or confidence in taking the time you need to process your thoughts rather than just rushing forward with something just to participate. Either way, if you're making a decision or trying to propose a decision or giving feedback, I think silence can be a really effective way to communicate that you're confident in yourself and your work. And it's a good reminder that I got from the sales team this week on that. The second lesson is such a great, obvious, and easy one, and that's to use someone's own words. A sales leader mentioned, shout out Chris, mentioned this to me the other in passing the other day, that it's really important to be able to use a customer's own words back to them because it shows them that you were listening specifically to them, that you were paying attention, that you care enough about them and what they had to say to be present and specific about your response. I think using someone's words can also be a way to signal to them that you understand what they were saying or asking for. And I've learned this the hard way. 
it can be really easy to hear someone's words and instead of listening to them specifically to interpret them instead in the context of your own preferences and biases. Specifically within product, I remember very vividly a time when a boss's boss of mine asked me for something specific. And instead of taking him at his word and saying, okay, this person asked for this thing, I assumed that he meant to use his direction as inspiration. Because at the time, what he was asking for just didn't really fit into the preconceived idea that I had about what I thought we should build. I thought he was saying, go look at this thing for inspiration, when what he really meant was go use this thing as a role model. And I learned the hard way when I came back and said, okay, like we took your feedback and here's the thing we came up with. And he's looking at me like, well, that's not what I asked for at all. And so what I do now is I always, always try to find a way to make sure I understand what someone means. I think repeating back to someone what they've said to try to communicate to them that how you understood their word is a really good way to do that. And if it's a specific assignment, I try to always do what someone said to do. And if I think I have a better or a different way to do the same thing, I'll do that second. And then I can have a conversation with the person who's making me ask. Instead of interpreting their words and making assumptions, I can actually just show them, okay, this is the thing you asked for, at least my understanding of what you asked for. And here's another way that I thought about this problem or another way I thought about approaching this problem. Can we talk about the differences in these two things? Because I want to make sure I understood what you were looking for. I think just being able to say, you said this, this is how I understood it, so here's what I did, can really show that you're paying attention and listening to someone. And I've found that this is even trickier when we're working remote, trying to spend more time making sure I understand what someone is saying or asking for. I think being present enough to listen and say their own words is a good way to do that. Of course, there's probably a really annoying and pedantic way to do that, which is like, well, you said to do X, so that's what I did. That's not what I mean. I think instead what we can learn from this idea is that it's really important to make sure we understand each other. And this is just one strategy that reminded me of another way to do that. And the last one is an obvious one, but it's so critical. And it's always something that I like reminders of, and that's to always follow up. Even when no one asks you to do it, even if the follow-up is just to say there's nothing more to be done or it's going to take longer for this to be done or for the results to come in, it's really just one of those secret tricks to managing up that I think can really help in your career. So one of the questions I get the most often from people who are in product or looking to get into product is, okay, well, how do I make the jump from being an individual contributor to a manager or a PM to lead PM or group PM or whatever? Part of that jump is definitely demonstrating to your manager that no matter what it is, you've got it, right? That doesn't mean that you're hiding bad results or you're always spinning things and so they're only getting a rosy view of the world. That means that they can trust you to do the work, to keep them up to date, and to alert them so that they're never surprised by results or decisions, whether they're good or bad. And follow-up is absolutely the key. So get in the habit of marking down what happened in a conversation, what needs to happen next, when it needs to happen, and then just be the person who follows up and make sure whatever it is gets done. So many people forget that and it's so easy to do. It often just takes five seconds to say, hey, here's the status on that thing. Like, don't forget that I'm doing this. It gets you so many points with the person that you're following up on. And salespeople know this, right? They send detailed follow-up on every call. They're constantly checking in. They never let you slip through the cracks. They're always following up. So that's definitely an example that we can learn from. So a couple of specific examples of where I try to remember to follow up or opportunities for a good follow-up. Did you say in passing, oh yeah, I need to pull that number? Or were you in a meeting where someone was asking about a specific number? Be the person that pulls the number and shares it back with the group within a day or so. That's huge. 
follow-up even when no one has asked anyone to do so. So did you ship something? Have you learned something surprising? Did you have an idea after a conversation? Follow up with that person. Send them a quick Slack. Say, hey, I wanted to follow up on the thing. I did it. I got this interesting result. Let me know if you have questions or you want to talk about it. Even if, and maybe actually, especially when the person that you're following up with has forgotten about the thing that you're following up on, it's such a good idea and such a good win when you can sort of be the person that's on top of things. Of course, I have to call it out. If you're going to miss a deadline or something bad is going to happen, following up before it happens, especially if you see sort of the writing on the wall, following up before you miss that date or the results don't hit and explaining why it's going to take longer or it's not going to work or what's going to happen is such a good thing to do. And it really shows that you're really taking ownership of the thing that you're working on. So that's it. Those are three things that you can do. Use silence, use someone's own words and try to understand what they mean and always, always follow up. Hopefully something in here reminds you of a lesson that you've already learned or gave you an idea that you can try out this week in your own life. Again, just trying to share some stuff that I'm learning that's kind of sort of top of mind for me. Hopefully it's also helpful for you. As always, please hit the subscribe button. Please leave a six-star review and also let me know what other topics I can cover. I love covering things that you guys have asked for specifically. Thanks team.